Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Well, this is Script Shop Show, everybody. Hello, how are you? My name is Jack. And my name is Allison. And this is like International Day. Yes, it is. Here in the studio, we are recording with a lot of international artists over Skype. And yeah. sometimes that's a bit surprising for us. It's just made me, we're, uh, it, the way the fact that we release a different show every week, right. you know, and but we'll record them in batches on yep. one night. So we may talk to somebody in England and on oh, the other side of the world gracious. or Australia yeah. or Russia. And right. so we've had a, this has been International Day here on the show. Our guest today is Iman Davari, who wrote a script called The Organon. And I just want to say thank you to all of our international artists for dealing with our time constraints. Right. Because a lot of times when I send out an email, I'll say we're recording at this time, Eastern time, and they say, okay, great, that's like 3 a.m., my time, thank you. And there's really not too terribly much we can do around that, so thank you to all of our international artists for being supportive of our time constraints. Yeah, very gracious. We appreciate, yeah, we have talked to people who are just woken up at like 3 in the morning and trying to keep their eyes open, maybe drink a pot of coffee before we ring in on Skype. Yeah. Uh, so Iman talks with us. Uh, he's going to be the interview with him is going to be coming up. He wrote a script called uh, Organon, which is you're always so good at sort of boiling down. And but and I think it's I've, I've always really enjoyed because I feel like you just spin it out a whole cloth. <laughs> Thank you. So what? Where, where, so, where do you come down on this one? Yeah, this is a big script. Let's see. I don't remember the page numbers on it, mm-hmm. do you, but I have it as a space age spiritual short. Yeah, that's space it. Space age spiritual because the script goes in and out of dimensions color sound and religion and outer space they're taking a spaceship ride to planet x yes this whole religion and technology thing really got me too like how do you marry that and with the main character being mary ha 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 the main character being a scientist i thought that that was really impactful that she was a scientist but that the script deals with religion and science in such a big thinking way you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. On Twitter, I am your bestie Westie. And I'm at Script Shop Jack. So get on there, chit chat with us, go to Patreon, send us some money, <laughs> leave us a review on any of your. <laughs> what are you guys laughing about? We got Frank in the studio again. What Frank, you, you want to say about? hi to everybody? <laughs> uh, also, if you have written something and you want to submit it to us, yeah. you can definitely do that through Film Freeway. Look us up, Script Shop Show on Film Freeway, and also scriptshopshow.com slash submit. Did we not do that in the beginning? We, I, I, we, we did it twice now if we did. We need to check all the boxes here, Frank. This is why we need you I, in I here with us. I don't think we did it either twice. Okay. I feel like I did because I talked about not being able to talk right. Frank's used to hearing me, so he just tunes me out now. <laughs> Regardless, if you've heard it once, you loved it. If you heard it twice, you really love it, and uh, you're welcome for that. Uh, because this is sort of a different setup here for us, we are going to read a selection from Iman's script called The Organon uh, ahead of time. Right. Now, you you're, you always do our selections here. Yes, so listeners, for today's selected reading, Mr. Jack Crumley will be... <laughs> do we ever say your name, your last name on the show? 
I mean, I don't know. I just now go by Jack. Somebody wanted to stalk you. I just put it out there. I mean, there's probably in the bio section of the website, right? It yeah. probably says first and last name. Yes, plus like Twitter and everything. You yeah. can always forget. Okay, good. Not worried I don't about feel it. So bad about. I just hope you don't get murdered. Putting my stuff out on Front Street. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Front Street. I love that. Okay, so for today, Jack will be reading just one page from this, the Organon, but it's a very, very descriptive stage direction part. There isn't tons and tons of dialogue here because our our hero character is going through quite the journey. So please enjoy this as Jack sets the tone for the Organon. This is our this is the big beginning, right? Yep. Okay. Here you go. Interior. Zero time. Night. In a pitch-dark space, we see a small mirror. The camera zooms in on the mirror. As the camera lens moves closer to that mirror, we notice some activity in it. The mirror takes a flexible, mercury-like form. It seems as if something is going to burst out of the mirror, but it can't. The mirror transforms into the Star of Bethlehem and expands bigger and bigger every second. And then suddenly, there's a big explosion. All of the atoms and microatoms start under strong, attractive force interacting with each other. Suddenly, a lot of smoke-like gas comes out, followed by a dazzling light which fills the dark space. Exterior, sky, night. We see a lot of young stars, galaxies, and the Milky Way which have just formed. It looks as if the work of millions of years has been created within the fraction of a second. The dark space is completely filled with light now. We hear a vague, whisper-like sound. The camera tries to pinpoint the source of that sound. We see a small dark point right in the center of the big explosion. The camera zooms in on that dark point, and as the camera zooms in, the dark point gets bigger and bigger, and the sound becomes more and more clear. The dark point is actually a black stone tablet, and the sound, an ohm mantra, coming from it can now be heard clearly. The camera fixes on the black stone tablet. A pulse-like movement is seen in the Blackstone tablet, and as that pulse-like movement gets stronger, the sound also gets louder. Some kind of light is seen in the Blackstone tablet. It looks like something is happening in it. All of a sudden, the Ohm mantra sound becomes loud and continuous. The Blackstone tablet changes into magma, and its colors change, first into crimson, into light red next into orange, and finally yellow. In a few seconds, the Blackstone tablet blows up and splits into thousands of pieces. The camera takes a panorama shot. The center of the explosion transforms into a shining star located in the Milky Way, and the broken pieces of the Blackstone tablet come together and form the planets. With each change of the camera angle, we see new planets and satellites forming. The camera follows a piece of stone, almost round, which rotates around itself and also around a bright point of light in the Milky Way. Little by little, its speed decreases, and different colors, blue, white, green, and brown, appear in it. In the last scene, we see Earth while the moon rotates around it. That's the beginning. That's how this whole big story starts. Damn. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, so we should probably talk to Iman about this now. This is a little bit of a different interview than we're used to doing uh, because Iman is in Iran and has a translator right. uh, named Mohammed who's going to be uh, work functioning as a go-between, as, as a translator right. for us. Yes, because originally the script was written in Persian and it has been translated to English with the help of Mohammed, which we talk about a little bit near the end of the interview. So thank you and please enjoy. Yeah, here we go. Something a little bit different here on Script Shop. It's such a big story. It's it's impressive how much is in here, and there's so much for us to talk about. Um, 
I guess, you know, the, the first note that I took down was uh, that, the, especially in the very beginning of the script, it's very visually descriptive. And I was curious if you always write things so descriptively and so visually uh, in, in your work. Uh, okay, uh, guys, uh, I'm going to have to uh, inter- interpret this, uh, translate this into Farsi for Iman. Is that okay? Yes. Sure. Uh, when, when I uh, begin to write a script, uh, I first try to imagine the whole thing in my mind. Uh, the first part of the script, the complex of uh, the, the, the climax of the story and, and the ending. I try to imagine the whole thing in my mind. And then I try to live with the characters and with the story uh, for several months. And then I bring everything, all the ideas, the whole story onto paper in just uh, over one night. And then I rewrite the same story, the same thing uh, several times by looking at it from different perspectives. Uh, during the time that I spend living with the story and with the characters, uh, I find a better opportunity uh, to to create uh, better characters for the story. So this story that you've uh, submitted to us, The Organon, it's a story about this woman named Mary, and she has this uh, otherworldly experience of going to a different planet and seeing sort of the fall of man and this big stone tablet. What is it about... What does this story mean to you? What what, uh, what was the kind of message that was important that you impart and why you had to tell this story? Uh, last year, uh, I, spent a, I spent a night in the desert observing the uh, night sky of the desert. As I was uh, watching the stars, uh, I was also listening to a song uh, by the singer uh, Yanni. Uh, the song uh, which I was listening to was called uh, On Man Dream. Uh, right at that moment, uh, I started to think myself, who, who is the creator uh, of all this beauty? In science, uh, scientists say, uh, in order to see something, there has to be light. That is to say, we see things through light. The, the light of the sun uh, helps us see things. And uh, the night helps us see the moon and the stars. The, the thing that uh, brought this idea to me uh, on that very night was based on the idea that uh, according to uh, astrology, uh, anyone who enters a black hole goes through some sort of transformation and uh, becomes a god. The humans are, are, are trying to uh, discover black holes. Why, why is it that we do not try to find the black holes which are within ourselves? Oh. Uh, if we enter a black hole which is in the space, we might also uh, enter uh, black holes uh, which have uh, parallels to our own lives. I think it's um, very powerful that he brings up that humans are seeking to become gods by going through black holes. Um it's interesting that people always want more than what they already have. Is that important into this story? Um, yeah, yes, it is. It is important. 
So there's a there's an ongoing theme of having faith in God in the story because as this Mary character is going through these different dimensions, she's seeing uh, Moses and Abraham and Noah and uh, in I think just about all of those instances as they're transporting this black stone tablet, they talk about having faith in God. And when things are kind of going bad, one of these main characters always says something like, "Well, if it does, that's maybe it's God's will." There's also a message of self in the story and i'm curious if and i feel like you sort of alluded to this the idea of you know a person becoming a god but the idea of having faith in oneself the story starts with the big bang and then it continues uh, to the evolution and then uh, it uh, continues to deal with uh, mary's story when mary uh, falls into the black hole and he goes through all these uh, different dimensions she goes as she goes from one di- one dimension to another one. She she begins to see uh, the secrets of creation. Here there is uh, some sort of an allusion uh, to uh, Elizabeth uh, uh, Kubler Rice's uh, theory of uh, theory of uh, grief. I guess mm-hmm. uh, the exact term is uh, what the stages of. Grief, if I'm not mistaken. That, yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as, as she goes through the dimensions, uh, Mary goes, uh, experiences these uh, uh, different feelings of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. After uh, Mary gets to the final stage of uh, the black hole, uh, the black hole, she, 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 she discovers herself. And that, that is to say she becomes a god in her own way, and uh, she, uh, she conquers the diapason. Why is the main character a woman? What's the importance of that for the story? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Imans is uh, because uh, Mary is like a mother uh, who, who gives life to a baby, like a creator. Mm-hmm. That, that's why he chose a woman, Mary, as the creator. Yeah, I just as a aside here to Jack, seeing of course that this is a very religious piece that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, sure. That Mary, the mother uh-huh. of Jesus, is this main character. Yes, Mary. Yeah. There's a and I, that's something that I thought of in in the climax, sort of of the script. Uh, when they're when Mary is seeing different versions of herself and they're telling her to say the holy name and she can't remember it. And then ultimately when she declares Mary and I was curious if that was about like self-realization or if it really was a, a metaphor with Mary being, you know, the mother of, of creation. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 right. This is the part where uh, the self-realization actually happens. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Iman agrees with that, yes. The main uh, religions of the world uh, believe uh, that uh, we have humans, we humans have been uh, created by God. Therefore, we need to look at the world uh, in a different way. Uh, Like the world is beautiful, the world is beautiful, and we also need to create beauty like God himself. We need to uh, see the dark... uh, the dark aspects of our own characters and uh, and also find the beauties within ourselves we, we need to have uh, faith in ourselves and and uh, each every one of us uh, can also be a god because we have been created by god mm-hmm. 
um, each of us uh, in life uh, carries a load of, of, of uh, these uh, maybe painful memories with us. And uh, Iman is making uh, this connection between that part of the story where uh, Mary is uh, carrying the uh, black uh, stone tablet on her back. Yeah. Uh, which is like that load of uh, memory, memories, maybe painful memories. In life, as we, because of the weight of this load of these memories, painful memories, we, we forget about ourselves and we, we lose touch with ourselves. We, we forget to love and uh, we forget to have faith in ourselves. And we forget to forgive people and be kind to, to others. Different wars which have occurring uh, the history of humanity uh, all, all, all these wars have happened just uh, over nothing. And today, uh, humans have only been able to conquer a small part of, of the sky. But, but, and we have not been able to, to, to discover ourselves. Cain uh, kills his own brother uh, actually over nothing. In uh, Abraham and Ismail's story, Abraham sacrifices his own child, but the difference is that Abraham uh, gets to a higher position without uh, killing anyone. In William Shakespeare's Macbeth, although Macbeth uh, gets to the throne by killing others, he feels like a loser in, inside. In order to, to become God, one needs to act like God. Imagine that you stand before the mirror. Do you just see Jack in the mirror, for example? Uh, but uh, in order to become God, you have to be the mirror. Because when you become the mirror, everyone can see themselves in you. Yeah. And so yeah. you become God. That's extremely uh, insightful. Guess, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Why? Why is that's, it important? That's really cool stuff, isn't it? <laughs> that really yeah, is. It is. This whole script is full of very deep stuff. It really is. Why yes, is it, it important is, it to is. tell this as a screenplay? Well, what do you mean? Uh, you mean uh, it could have been in a different form? It, it could have been. It, it could have been uh, a short story, or it could have been a poem. Uh, but why uh, does this writer right. want to write it as a screenplay for a movie? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good, good question. Uh, uh, Iman says that uh, he, he doesn't define uh, a script, uh, the, the number of the pages. And for example, he says that uh, the script, uh, script Turin's, uh, the, the movie Turin's Horse, directed by Blatar, the, the script is about uh, 50 to 60 pages. It uh, lasts for about 150 minutes. Therefore, we, we can't say, based on the number of the pages of the story, whether uh, a script is short or long. But the reason why I want this story uh, to be a script is, I think that uh, humans today are heavily influenced by, 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 by the visual form, and that's what can get to it. Get, get to them and influence them. Uh, Iman has this idea that uh, if the 
there is going to be uh, a prophet uh, which uh, would emerge at the end of the world, uh, maybe on Resurrection Day, uh, that that prophet uh, or savior w- would present his message or himself in, in a visual form because he thinks that that way uh, it, it would be potential. I would agree with that. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of the visual element of this script, uh, there's. I thought it was really interesting where, as Mary is going through these different dimensions, uh, and each dimension represents a color, and there's a music note that plays that sort of represents each dimension too, I thought that that was a very interesting way of combining visual and audio uh-huh. elements into the world, into reality. Iman says that... Uh... He doesn't want to explain that. He wants uh, to leave that part to the to the viewers, to the audience, to 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 have their own interpretations okay. of, of what the colors and the music notes could mean. He says when he when when he writes something, he looks at it from different aspects, and uh, and he wants the reader or the viewer on a interpretation of what he sees or reads and and he doesn't want to li- limit the reader or uh, the viewer to what he himself as a writer wants okay uh-huh could you describe what it's like being a writer in your country you ask i guess you ask him a really hard question <laughs> <laughs> a question which is harder than the questions related to the script itself um uh, the 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 first stories I wrote uh, were concerned with my own country and uh, my own culture, but uh, I wasn't satisfied with what I did. And uh, I, I was go- uh, I, I like to explore all the genres possible. And I, I also wanted to reach out to the world, uh, all the other nations, uh, and speak in a language which uh, other cultures would also understand. So we, I could share with them. I, I could also share with them. And I think that this script is a very, uh, it, it focuses a lot on humanity and existence. And I think it does sort of cross any kind of international or cultural boundaries that we might have. I'm, just, I'm a little bit curious about the ending. I, he, he, Iman has said that he doesn't want to maybe explain certain things. Is the ending of it where the, uh, the sky is emitting the ohm and it's almost like things are maybe starting over again? And it describes how the people are horrified, but I, I didn't get the feeling that, that it was supposed to be a scary ending. Iman w- would like to know how, how you felt at, at the end of the story. I felt it was that it was uh, it was the cycle perpetuating itself. It was life uh, continuing and also starting over again. And the idea that if you do have life, by definition, you also have to have death. And death can be a scary thing and it can be something that we don't understand, but it's a part of life. And I that was the message that I got from the ending. Uh, he, he wants he wants to, he wants to give an example and then uh, also ask you a question. OK. Uh, did you get scared when uh, the, there is the lightning in the sky? Um, generally speaking, uh, are, are you scared of the lightning? No, but I mean, it, the, the script described how the people were horrified. And I thought that was just because they they didn't understand and they, it was getting into something that they didn't fully understand. Yeah, that, that's right. The people get scared. They are scared. Uh, as we, we, we are scared of death. Uh, right. But what, what, when it starts, 
They go in the rain and enjoy it. Oh, okay. The problem is that we can't cope with our fear. Uh, and uh, our fear stems uh, kind of knowledge, which is, in fact, uh, ignorance. Therefore, in order to, to, be, uh, to understand, you have to be ignorant. Um, I guess it sounded a little complicated. This whole right? script is beautifully yeah. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. That's okay. great. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Iman Muhammad, I think uh, that's all the all the time we've got. Uh, this is this was a very very unique and very big script. I thought there were a lot of huge concepts of humanity and life. And and like we said before too, light and color and sound. And I thought I, I just think that it uh, it's so beautifully. Allison said, "Beautifully complex." Yes, uh, I guess our interview itself was also unique. I I, I think it was uh, different from your other inter the the other interviews you have with uh, the other uh, screenwriters. Yeah, that's for sure. Big time. Yep. It's okay. special. All right, uh, it was it was special. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and uh, it, Iman likes to uh, the script to uh, Stanley Kubrick. Oh. Uh, the director, yes, and uh, he, he says that uh, he he's so fond of uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, 2001 uh, movie uh, Space Odyssey, and he would like to yes uh, dedicate this uh, story to Stanley Kubrick because of that great movie. That's awesome. I think there were some definite uh, nods and homages in the script to that that seminal piece of work. I think that's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, Okay, and uh, Iman, you said that you wanted to read us something from the Bible, right? Uh, from uh, the Eco- uh, Apocalypse of John. Mm-hmm. It, it, would that be okay? Sure. Okay. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things we are made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made it him was life and that life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not covered come overcome it uh, that, that was the part that uh, Iman uh, quoted from uh, the Apocalypse of John, uh, which also uh, gave him some ideas uh, about the, the story. Yeah, that's the, uh, the opening lines of the script. I think that's great. Thank you very much. Yeah. All right. It's been and, great talking um, to you guys during this. Thank you so much. For- thank you so much. Thank you uh, for being patient. Uh, I know it was a little hard because of the pauses and the translation and everything. It's totally okay. If somebody in touch with you about your work, how, how what's the um, best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, the, here is a, a Gmail address. I.D.D.A.V.A.R.I. at gmail.com. Great. That was Iman's Gmail address, and that's how people can get in touch with him. Excellent. That's awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for your time. Um, it's been really, it's, it's, it's kind of lucky, like just having you on the show and being such a different and unique guest for us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your work. Yeah. Th- thank you so thank much, you so for, much for having yes. us on the show. Yeah, thank you.
Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Well, there we go. That was a uh, that was a, like they they said it. It was a very different moment for us. I think it it's a very different script. Yeah, yeah. You know, reading the script, it is big. Yes, it's very big. That's why I was thinking, like, again, why why was it important for this to be a screenplay? Because this character is falling through universes that are dealing with color mm-hmm. and sound and religion and and I like that. Basically, it seemed like his answer was, well, there's a there's a message about humanity and about discovering yourself and living with your demons. And I feel like film is the most visual medium to make that happen, which I would agree with. It is one of the most powerful mediums to communicate a message across. Yeah, right. And that was he wants to he wants people to be affected. And I think right. that if this could be uh, produced into a film, I think that would be tremendous. I would love to see it. Yeah, same. You know? This is one of those ones that it's like I would love to see it come back to see what it looks like. Yeah, because it is so complex. Mm-hmm. There's and it's not like heavy complex. It's kind of like I I have written that it's a space age spiritual short. Yeah, and just seeing how that kind of stuff relates and what my very beginning ideas of this could be. It would be interesting to see what his really actually totally are. Well, and those first few pages are so visually written and he's describing yeah. the Big Bang and, yes. and the, the formation of the yes. universe, basically. And I, w- I, I would love to be able to know what that looks like in his head yeah. and what he would want to put up on the screen right. to show that the, the, this whole big thought that he's got for the script. Uh, if you have something that's big and important to you and something that you would love to see on a screen someday, but you've maybe written it down first, uh, there is a way that you can get that to us because we would love to read that. Right. You can go to filmfreeway.com and look up Script Shop, or you can go to scriptshopshow.com slash submit, where you can also see fun and interesting pictures of us and all of our writers here on the show. <laughs> that's right. You can read scripts that people have sent us, scriptshopshow.com slash scripts. It's funny because it's like, remember in the beginning when we had the show name and we mm-hmm. tripped over it all the time? Yeah. Well, then we took such a long break and now we're back mm-hmm. and I'm trying to say it. I'm trying to get practiced with saying all those S's. It's and a lot of sh- S sounds. And the shush and the f- all the time. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. get on, get online, send us your stories. We want to fall into the big black holes in your life. <laughs> yes. In the best way possible. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those you know about us. Allison is at Your Bestie Westie on Twitter. Yep. I'm at Script Shop Jack. Please uh, reach out to us. Uh, friend us. Follow us. That would be cool. Let's keep this conversation going offline. Uh, yes. <laughs> I just wanted to say a very suggestive like. You had an eyebrow raise in there, and I'm not quite <laughs> sure what, the, what that intent. Um, so thank you, friends, for listening, as always. And until next week, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West. Hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley. Produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.